Well, hi there. It's George again, or G-Money, with another episode of Ninja on the Loose. You know, I get asked periodically about my past. My voice, I usually get told, sounds like someone I could uh, listen to on the radio, or you should have a job in the radio, or uh, you sound just like someone on the radio, or something like that. And, well... Uh, That is part of my past. I did spend 23 years in broadcasting. And uh, it's it's funny, I'll get into telling some stories about my radio career, which, I'll be honest with you, was probably very short compared to some other people who've been in the business. And uh, But I, I, I was in the business, I got into it in the late 70s, and worked right into uh, the late 90s. So, you know, I, I crossed a couple of decades there, had a lot of fun doing it, and, you know, there were a lot of changes that took place in the time that I was in broadcasting. And, you know, every now and again when I get into telling stories to people about uh, what we used to do, you know, I get uh, some blank stares, I get some amazed looks, I get a lot of different reactions, especially if I'm talking to someone who's currently in broadcasting, and I talk about the old days, which my old days are not really that old. Like I say, I go back to the 70s, late 70s. I know a lot of people who've been in the business far longer than I have who have even better stories than I do. But uh, to someone who, you know, is relatively new to the business, uh, I'm sure even my stories make me sound like uh, a real dinosaur when I think about it. And I do sometimes feel kind of like a dinosaur when I tell some of my stories. But I'll tell you, I think I was in broadcasting at probably the most exciting time in the entire timeline of broadcasting. Now, I know if I was talking to someone who had been in the business in the 60s, they would probably say the same thing. Uh, But I think, you know, the late 70s, uh, the 80s, the 80s in particular, because music was pretty awesome in the 80s. It was a decade full of one-hit wonders and some pretty inventive stuff uh, when it came to Canadian music uh, because I'm based in Canada and uh, there was a lot of emphasis on Canadian content. Uh, The 80s, in particular in Canada, was very, very spectacular in uh, music because a lot of new acts, a lot of new bands, a lot of people became, you know, music sensations simply because of the uh, funding that was put into uh, developing Canadian talent in the 80s. A lot of amazing talent came out of Canada in the 80s. Uh, And I'll tell you, when he worked in radio, this was big stuff. Uh, Simply because if you're not uh, a Canadian uh, listening to this podcast in radio, at least when I was in radio, the uh, rule that we had to follow was every hour you had to have uh, no less than 30% Canadian talent in a 60-minute cycle. And there were times where that was really quite challenging, but in the 80s it wasn't so hard. We had a lot of great stuff to choose from, and so that made filling those uh, requirements a lot easier. But uh, what I want to tell you about is, you know, when I think about these things and when I talk to people about um, 
my time in broadcasting. And again, like I say, I know there's people with much better stories who have much longer careers than I have had. Uh, Still, when I tell my stories, it makes me think, you know, there's been a lot of changes, a lot of things that I actually kind of miss about broadcasting, at least when I was in. So this is actually what my top five list is for today. Uh, What I miss about broadcasting. So number five, I've uh, titled it The Crazy Characters, Coworkers, and Friends. I'll tell you, when I was in broadcasting, it was a very transient business. There were people coming and going on a semi-regular basis. I worked in six different radio stations. Again, not a whole lot uh, compared to some other people who've been in the uh, business a lot longer than I did. But uh, for me, six radio stations was what I had hit. And there were times where I worked with people in one station that I worked with at another station or people I worked with at one station who knew people I had worked with. I mean, it was really transient. You know, a lot of people, any any job I had in broadcasting, the staff was never the same from the first day I worked there to the last day I worked there. There was not a complete uh, staff turnover, but uh, there were people that were moving around. And I think that was really kind of, to me, it was kind of interesting because you got to meet different people. There were a lot of different uh, characters that were involved in this uh, transitional thing that I experienced when I was in radio. Uh, And also for me, uh, particularly, uh, it was really kind of neat to hang out with radio people simply because they were virtually the only other people that uh, radio people could hang out with who actually understood us, right? I mean, we all understood each other really well. We didn't have to, we weren't starstruck. We weren't, you know, dazed about, uh, wow, you know, you're a radio guy or any of that kind of stuff because we were in the business. We all understood each other really well. Uh, There was one radio station I worked at where uh, a bunch of us would just socialize together. Uh, We all worked together. We you know, just, it, I don't know, there was a real nice fit. We were all, the one summer, it was summer of 1981, uh, the majority of us at the time, I would say we're in our mid-twenties, so we all fit the same age category. We had all the same kind of likes and dislikes. It was a really nice crew to work with, and we just had a blast. It was a lot of fun hanging out with, uh, you know, people in the same age group and doing the same thing, and uh, we just all got along really well. Uh, For me also, uh, one of the the cool things about radio was uh, that was actually where where, uh, some of my girlfriends came from. Uh, were actually co-workers and although that did anticipate you know did create some interesting situations I never anticipated it to be that way now that being said too uh, there were also relationships outside of the radio station and being a radio guy that people got to hear uh, in the evening uh, it was kind of cool you know I mean there were times where it made it opened some doors to get into some nightclubs and and things like that so if I was dating someone at the time that was kind of special for some of the people I dated, um, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of miss the crazy characters and uh, the co-workers uh, the, and the friends uh, I made through my radio career. Thanks to social media, I've been able to reconnect with some of them, so it's really kind of cool that that's actually happened over the time uh, since I was in radio as well. My number four uh, item, uh, and I really miss this about broadcasting. Now, this is, I'm talking about in my region of Canada. Now, I know there's other places and in, in other countries and in the United States this is not the case. But I miss small independent companies. Uh, I worked for, uh, out of the six radio stations I worked for, wow, 
Now I'm thinking about it. Every single one of them were independently owned. And so the boss, the guy who signed your check, had an office somewhere in the building you worked, right? It wasn't some giant corporation that was running, you know, a whole slew of radio stations. I mean, there were... There was one station I worked at where they had a chain, a small chain of four stations, but the boss was still in that building. And, uh, you know, for me, working for an independent company, I think, is why I really enjoyed uh, my post-broadcasting career uh, when I got into uh, independent uh, publishing and, uh, you know, my other independent pursuits. I think that's where I kind of got that bug, to be honest with you, was working for small companies uh, that were independently owned. I got a really nice taste for, you know, that kind of work. I, I enjoyed that kind of company structure uh, as opposed to a big giant corporation. Uh, I, I really kind of saw that there was some freedom and some flexibility working for smaller independent companies. And like I say, I think that's why I really kind of enjoy the independence aspect. And, and to this day, I very rarely listen to radio now because there are, at least where I live, no small independent companies that you can listen to. Uh, my number three thing about what I miss about broadcasting, uh, and this is the dinosaur part of me uh, speaking, I uh, miss the non-digital environment. Now, don't get me wrong, I know there's some pretty amazing digital tools that we can use now thanks to computerization, but when I was in radio, we didn't have those things. Uh, we had reel-to-reel -reel tapes. We had uh, vinyl records. Uh, I remember spending sometimes hours in a editing room splicing tape to take out little burps and blips and things on a piece of reel-to-reel uh, -reel tape and cutting it down to 30 seconds if it was 30 and a half seconds or 31 seconds and trying to take shorten the breaks between pauses and I loved doing that stuff. It was labor intensive and yeah I know there's uh, all those kind of tools now on computers to do it even quicker and easier but you know I think when you had limited resources it actually led to greater creativity. And so having a non-digital environment, I think we were able to churn out some pretty cool product. Um, you know, when it came to uh, sound effects and things like that, sometimes we didn't always have uh, the tools available to make the proper sound effects, so we would fake stuff. And uh, it, it, I don't know, it just made, I think we really became very creative when we didn't have all that magical digital stuff at our disposal. Um, at least that's my take on it. I, I certainly miss that part. Uh, number two on my list, uh, flexible music selection. I worked at radio stations where, yes, there were music directors on staff, but a lot of flexibility, a lot of freedom was left up to us uh, on our individual shifts. We could pull out a great deal of music of our own selection to play during our shifts. Now, I mean, you know, if it was a country station you worked at, the music library, of course, was going to be mostly country music, right? If you worked at a rock station, it's going to be mostly rock music. So, I mean, you know, those things were standard but you know we had a lot of flexibility in pulling out things we didn't have a formula format i mean there were certain categories we had to play as i mentioned earlier canadian content being one very important element in every broadcast hour but when it came to actually playing the hits and playing the non-hits uh, we had a lot of flexibility 
Uh, I, I remember one radio station I worked at, um, there was a small box of 45s, and those were, uh, I wouldn't say top 40, but they would be like the up-and-coming tunes, and they would be rotated into a clock, but everything else we played that hour was basically our selection. And I think that was really fun because we were able to kind of, you know, inject a little bit of something other than formula rock or formula classic music or whatever into our uh, our shifts and i think if you were to compare one shift to another like you know one uh the afternoon shift to the evening shift or whatever uh and whoever was actually spinning the tunes in those shifts you would actually feel a bit of personality from those people because of their selections i don't know how obvious it was to the to the listener but i think to me i would be able to pick out some of that stuff because of the way i knew that the music was being played in in those hours and that brings me actually to my number one uh, tip uh, or point on what I miss about broadcasting one word personality we got to do our own thing in a lot of the places I worked I mean within reason you know um, we basically were able to inject personality into our shifts and I think that's what drew people to us uh, not just because we were radio people but I know when there was any public appearance or any on location broadcasting feature that we were doing people would show up it was like we were really special because they really connected to the personalities that they were pulling out from our shifts and I think that was really kind of cool. Now, you know, if you're an egotistical kind of guy, that would have probably also helped fuel that. I don't believe that I ever really was much of that. I mean, I was, I'll be honest with you, what attracted me to the business in the first place was I got to sit in a room by myself and listen to music. I'm serious. I'm not kidding you. That was pretty much the main incentive for me was I got to, you know, access to a bigger library than I had, and I could listen to anything I basically wanted to, and sit in a room and do it of course i had to you know tell the time every now and again and speak about weather and maybe say other stuff play some commercials you know things like that but essentially i was sitting there listening to tunes and i really really enjoyed that part of it and so when it came to you know people phoning or recognizing my voice on the street or whatever it was that was kind of an unusual circumstance for me i remember um one radio station I worked at where we had a float in a big parade. We had just changed formats. We had just turned uh, into a country station, uh, which was still fairly new at that time. There wasn't a whole lot of country stations that I'm aware of. And so we made this big giant leap into the world of country music. And we had a float in uh, the local parade, uh, summer event. And a um, bunch of us were on this float. I don't know if we were throwing out balloons or stuff. I forget now. But, uh, yeah, you know, when we were going through the parade, it was it was a, a frenzy. It was like we were rock stars. And uh, i got to be honest with you, This I'm talking 1979. Like, that kind of opened my eyes to, like, people look at us a little differently. I'll be honest with you, I didn't know. I was fresh out of high school when I got into broadcasting, so this was all really new stuff. And uh, I think if I, you know, if my head was somewhere else, it could have gone completely different. 
but I wanted to be in radio. I, I, I thought it was a fun thing to do. I, I anticipated it being a fun thing to do. And I certainly had a great deal of fun doing it. Uh, but, yeah, that uh, one parade really kind of opened my eyes to, you know, what this could be to other people. And I think that's why I kind of really liked being in that room by myself listening to music uh, because that kind of freaked me out a little bit. I will say that, you know, as I progressed in my career, I got a little more accustomed to it and and enjoyed it a little more and 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 i have to also say that you know i give credit to a lot of the co-workers i had who had you know a little more years under their belt in the business than i did and uh, you know learned a lot of stuff and had a great time made some really good friends worked with some really cool people um got to do some amazing stuff uh, you know it was it was a good time and uh you know like i say it and I'm sure it still is. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it still is. But I know when I was working, things were a lot different in the late 70s and 80s and uh, early 90s as uh, compared to what it's like now. And so, uh, you know, I just thought I'd share some of those things with you. Anyway, that'll do it for this particular podcast. Uh, I want to thank you for tuning in. I uh, have to say I am really quite blown away with the download numbers. Uh, I was looking... Uh, the other day, and uh, since since these podcasts have uh, started to appear on iTunes, uh, my download numbers have just skyrocketed. In fact, uh, this is not an exaggeration. Uh, last month, uh, and last month I have to say is July, uh, the numbers doubled over what they were average, and then... In August, they had actually tripled from what they were uh, previous to being on iTunes. So uh, I just want to thank you for for downloading, tuning in, and hopefully you're kind of enjoying what I'm doing here because I enjoy doing it for you. And on that note, let's do it again in a week. It's G-Money, George Elliott saying goodbye. Thanks for tuning in.